0: Welcome to Foul Tips, the all-baseball edition of the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Listen in as Brent gives his views on the world of baseball from the big leagues to the minor leagues to little league. Foul Tips is also home to the Rick Award, and we are part of the Belly Up Network. So sit back, grab a beer, and let's get into it. Another day, another show. Foul tips coming at you—the all baseball edition of the fourteen twenty Sports Bar podcast. I'm going to give my thoughts on this week's All-Star festivities from Dodger Stadium. The Captain episode one came out. The documentary about Derek Jeter—it's uh, fantastic, as uh, you guys probably would have thought. I would say for sure, being the uh, the jock sniffer of uh, Jeter that I am, uh, it's fantastic. We'll go over our rick award nominees for the week and i'll give you my predictions for the division winners uh now that we're officially in the second half of the baseball season so sit back grab yourself a beverage and let's get into it all right the major league baseball all-star festivities wound up on tuesday night after the uh the uh the showcase event i guess the all-star game itself was done the american league won 4-2 as most of you uh, baseball fans would know uh, a lot of people don't seem to care about the all-star game as much as as i do i put a, a poll up on twitter earlier this week and, and or yesterday sorry uh people watched the all-star game and uh basically 60 percent said they didn't really care so that's uh kind of the state of the uh the all-star game some people do take a break from baseball because it is such a long season they need a break and get away and doing things outside and on a nice summer night it was really nice here in southern alberta so uh I was out in uh, beautiful Brooks, Alberta, umpire in baseball, so I did not get to watch the game. I watched it yesterday, Wednesday morning. Instead, watched it its entirety. Uh, entertaining enough, but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton, New York, New York, New York Yankee slugger. Geez, I'm struggling already. Uh, won the MVP with a long home run. Hometown guy from Los Angeles was saying in one of his uh, the interviews um, during the game when the guys were mic'd up, which I quite enjoyed, the, uh, the, the players and the pitchers being mic'd up throughout the game but he said he was sitting he used to sit in the uh, in the pavilion seats at uh, Dodger Stadium when he was uh, a young up-and-coming baseball player uh, so Jean-Carlo Stanton won the MVP it's odd that a guy goes one for two with a strikeout two RBIs and not uh, Byron, Byron Buxton who had the game-winning home run would get the uh, the MVP but it doesn't matter a whole bunch the uh, the all-star game MVP really doesn't mean a whole bunch maybe there's a uh the clause somewhere in a guy's uh, contract where he gets a bonus of some kind but i don't think think anybody puts much much uh leverage into that to, in their hall of fame speech they don't talk about how many all-star game MVPs they got or all-star game appearances or snubs or whatever uh the all-star game itself um it's entertainment it's different than when i was a kid for sure uh when before that there was a uh, things such as the uh, interleague play, the American you had people who were, were diehard American League fans. You had people who were diehard National League fans. So therefore, you you didn't get um, you had people who actually were cheering for for their league, and uh, and uh, that's what they were. You have cities like Philadelphia, like not New York so much, not in Los Angeles as much, because uh, they have American League teams and National League teams. Chicago, and uh, as you all know, but you have t- cities like Philadelphia were diehard National League uh, fans. Uh, but now with the DH going to be in every league now and everything else, there won't be much of a difference. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I, I think they're going to be get, getting rid of the American League and National League um, in in the near future, the like next 10 years or maybe even sooner, and it's just going to be a, a one through whatever with um, with uh, the playoffs and everything else. But we'll get we'll talk about that at a later date. Um, like I said, the All-Star game, I, I, I liked it for the fact the, uh, the guys being mic'd up uh Alec Manoa he was uh he was quite entertaining uh Blue Jays pitcher hard thrower uh he was talking to John Smoltz during the um during the broadcast while he was pitching what he should throw uh he questioned the the uh infield ship he couldn't believe it during the All-Star game they had a ship he got ended it with three strikeouts he was quite proud of himself quite happy with himself called them strikeies or whatever he called them um they were he was he was good it was entertaining to hear that um he's a very intense player and it was good to hear his communication with his catcher, Alejandro Kirk. We call him, we call him the, uh, the Tijuana Titan here at 1420 world headquarters. So that was good to see, uh, the all-star game was it's, it's baseball today. You know, if you, if you went with nine pitchers at over nine innings uh, for each team, that's what you'd have. You have a, a few home runs, and a bunch of guys striking out You're twenty 22 total strikeouts in the, Oh, they there, DJ LeMay, who just hit a home run against us, no good, dirty, rotten, stinking Astros, 2-1. The second half of the season unofficially started today. Why they call it the second half and why they do the All-Star break, not, not at game 81, I don't know. I guess I can do some research on that. But back to the All-Star game. Um, That's what baseball is now. You got a few home runs and a bunch of guys striking out and then a few guys grounding into uh um the shift and everything else. That's how baseball is. It's a lot different. It's not uh, not my grandpa's baseball. It's not even my my baseball. Let alone uh, the, uh, the the older generation who might listen to the show today. It's different. The like I said, the the National League and the American League. It's not even a thing anymore with free agency. It, it, it's and with uh, interleague play. It's it's just a different a different way of going about doing things. Um, lots of strikeouts. Lots of everything. It's just uh, twenty like I said, twenty two low scoring game, four two. Take it for what it's worth. The all-star game, it's an exhibition. It's a way for people to shake hands and kiss babies and everything else. And they get the name out there and it's in L.A. Should they have an L.A. every year? I kind of think that they should. It's it, um, Yes, it's it's nice when they get to smaller centers like Milwaukee, like Cleveland, like it was last year and everything else. So it's nice to see that but to, to get onto the biggest stage like baseball needs to be, be in a place like LA uh, where the stars shine in a great big stadium. And it's a great, it's a great, great place to watch a game. The, the venue is amazing and the, the alterations they have done at Dodger stadium over the years, since the, the Guggenheim group, that's part of, that magic Johnson's a part of uh, it, the, the improvements to the stadium. It's fantastic. And everybody knows Chavez Ravine. If you're a baseball fan, you know, exactly like, when it comes on TV, uh, you know exactly where you're watching the game from and everything else. Uh, it's a little bit different. It would have been nice to have Ben Scully at the game, calling the game a little bit, but that's the way things go. Um, 4-2 game, it's exciting. Uh, The home run hitting contest the night before, uh, exciting enough, I guess. Uh, Soto, was. he ended up winning. It's exciting enough, I guess. The first round is the best round, but then after that, you kind of get sick of the same old thing. Watch the first round, and that's all you need to see, and then you find out who won later on. Uh, you place your bets at Vodog.com or Vodog.au or whatever it is, and, and you kind of watch in hopes that your, your guy wins. The home run hitting contest is better than it used to be when it was just a few rounds here and there. and But the way they do it with the, the timed event now, but the extra time, I don't uh, totally understand how the 30 seconds work, but it doesn't much matter. Um, I don't know. It's it's fun to watch. It is the there's no juice to the game. You don't really care who wins or who loses anymore. It's just a game. It, it doesn't much mean nothing. Turn it on, have it on in the background when you're cooking supper, barbecuing out back, or whatever you're doing. It, it doesn't mean anything to anybody anymore. The players don't get excited. It's just another game that, that these that these guys play. And it's fun. It's fun to see that the, the first time guys come and play, and they did the red carpet thing, and they have they have their, their kids out there with them. And it's, it's good to see that. It's good to see the, the, the guys who are playing in their last one, like uh, like Albert Pujols was. It's good to see him have his family out there and him enjoying that. And you see the younger guys coming up to to Pujols to pay their – shouldn't say pay respect. It sounds like it's a fucking funeral. But it's good to see that kind of thing happening with, with the All-Star game and the festivities that do happen. Um, but like I've said, there's not much juice to the game. A lot of strikeouts because you get guys who are just going up there throwing hard, nothing to lose, or so as hard as they want. It's it's a bullpen session for a lot of these guys on their on their off days. So they're just going out there and, and letting it buck. Uh watching Kershaw out there in LA was uh was a pleasure to watch. It's his first all-star start. The guy's obviously going to the Hall of Fame. Uh, you'd like to see him get an actual World Series this year, not against the Yankees, but against the, you know, for the Dodgers. I'd like to see if the Yankees can't win one. I definitely like to see the Dodgers and Clayton Kershaw get one. When he picked off uh uh showy otani uh in the first uh, at first base in the first with his is great move Otani was dead to water right off the bat so that was fun to see Otani didn't really have much of a hope in hell there but that was good to see it was good to see the hometown guy uh get the respect and everything else he deserved and the chance to pitch at the all-star game at his uh, been his home for uh, i don't know 15 years now at dodger stadium in los angeles all in all fun game to watch home run contest was fun to watch the futures game i watched that on on saturday there was the uh or sunday sorry i watched the uh the, the all american game the high school all american game i watched that i didn't watch any of the the softball celebrity softball game which i usually do but i didn't get around to watch that this time i had different commitments on the baseball field uh that i am going to get to in a second here here on foul tips the uh, all baseball edition of 1420 sports um sports bar podcast i'm tr- still trying to get uh, used to saying that in sports bar part of it on belly up the belly up network but uh yeah fun Fun to watch. Uh, to take it for what it's worth. Don't put any stock into it. That's not the the way the game is played in general. It, it's getting closer to the way the game is played in general. If your team, if your team, uh, if your guys were out there putting on a show, great. If they weren't, uh, then that's great too. But hopefully you do, you do tune in and uh, the hopefully the younger generation starts to watch the All Star Game because I remember it fondly um, when the teams used to wear. Well, not that many years ago when teams used to wear their their own uniforms out in the field and, and not these uh, the, those. American League wins. Black pants should not be worn on a baseball field. Black pinstripes that the Chicago White Sox, uh, the, the white Sox wear, the, with the, the black pants with the white pinstripe, those should not be worn on a baseball field. Black uniforms look like D-division slow-pitch uniforms. That's my opinion. It's my show, so I'm entitled to that opinion. But anyways, uh, don't like the uniforms. They should wear their own uniforms like the old days and because you get the, the different players representing their team and their team's colors and their city's colors that people are very proud of. And I think that's something that they they should go back in. The All-Star game is is a tradition. Baseball is based on tradition. Uh, Don't start changing everything. I get it why they do it. Sell jerseys. Sell them on uh, fansedge.com. If you want to go on there, click on our links and get yourself an All-Star jersey. And uh, we make a couple of bucks on that. But I I understand why they do it. But you know what? Let's just not do it. Maybe we're in during the home run contest and not during during the the game itself. All-Star game, Dodger Stadium. That's my take on it. Uh America League one four two, 4-2, which I believe was for their, for their ninth straight cons- their ninth consecutive win. Giancarlo Stanton, New York Yankee with the with the MVP. There it is. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast and follow tips brought to you by SeatGeek and SeatGeek.com. Get your second half tickets to Major League Baseball season at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase. And we get a, a a little chunk of change out of that, and helps us to be able to put more content and uh, focus on the show a little bit more. The fourteen twenty sports bar podcast. Follow tips from the Belly Up Network. Okay, for those of you that know me, and uh, you might know my my girlfriend uh, Deanne. Um, don't uh, for, okay. First, that know me. I'm a I'm a big Yankee fan. They'll, you watch on YouTube or post things on uh, or see us on social media here and there down at Yankee Tavern North, as we call it, my basement here in Lethbridge, Alberta. I got a quite a quite a collection of Yankee gear, uh, jerseys and pitchers. So those of you know me, uh, I'm a big Derek Jeter guy. I was fortunate enough in 2014 to go to Derek Jeter Day, the one of many that they ended up having, but not the last game, but the one I think was September 14th of uh, 2014 against the Kansas City Royals. Uh, it was a great day. Michael Jordan showed up, and a bunch of ex-Yankees and everything else. It was a great time. Anyways, I'm bringing this up because uh, okay. First off, don't tell Deanne that I watched episode one. Uh, we were supposed to watch it together, but I couldn't wait. She wanted to do it tonight, which is Thursday the uh, the 21st. She wanted to to wait and we have to do a back to back shows because there's a show on again tonight. So she, she um, just uh, so those of you know Deanne, when you hear this, don't let her know that I've already watched it. So. We'll Have her plug her ears anyways, but uh, I watched episode one, um, pretty pedestrian so far. There's a few things I didn't know, uh, but it was just basically his uh draft days, uh, his early days with uh, his parents and stuff that he they went through with racism in Kalamazoo, um, hippies, the whole bit, uh, activists, Dr. Charles and Dorothy, uh, and then the days when Jeter went to New Jersey to his grandma's and uh, became a big Yankee fan when he said he wanted to be a shortstop for New York Yankees. He ended up being one of those. His draft days, his early days with the Yanks, um, his struggles in the minor leagues. They talked about uh, basically his uh, the first years in pro ball when things didn't go well, and he had 52 errors, and he's quite surprised for 56 errors. Well, it doesn't much matter. There's a lot of errors uh, that they, they probably wouldn't even get a chance now, but he was a, a sixth overall pick. They showed draft day. Where he ended up going six because he was supposed to go first to fifth and he fell fell down. But luckily for the for the Yankees and unluckily for the other five franchises that had the chance at uh, at Jeter, um it didn't work out for them with some of the guys. But Phil Nevin, one of his teammates, one of his actually one of his coaches, ended up going first overall, I believe. It didn't work out so well uh for Phil Nevin you know, with a great career. And I think he's uh working for the uh, Anaheim Angels, so things aren't going so well there in, in Troutland. But uh, all in all, uh, there's been nothing nefarious so far. Uh, one funny thing that did happen uh, the first night when he got called up to the big leagues, he thought he was getting traded. There was lots of rumors that that was happening, uh, that they were looking for a shortstop. And the way that the things were going when the boss was around, they uh, he, but he thought getting a call from the the uh, his manager, I think it was in Columbus, that he was going to end up uh, getting traded. He was sure he was getting dealt because things weren't going so good. But no, he got sent up to the big leagues to play for the Yankees in Seattle. And the first meal he had when it was all said and done was McDonald's because uh, everywhere else was closed by the time they uh, he got done with what, what he had to do. And so he walked around with his dad and they, they uh, complained over a Big Mac and a pop or a quarter pounder with cheese, which is my favorite burger McDonald's, the quarter pounder um complained about the, the how things didn't go as well as he hoped that first game night in the big league so he's a competitor uh they talked about how competitive he was uh throughout his high school career his little league career and everything else um in basketball as well uh had talked had his sister on there talking about how they um how competitive they were and things how they they were in the household and how they signed a contract about how they couldn't say i can't and there was a lot of i will and i'll try not i can't kind of stuff in the jeter household which he he, uh, he reiterated throughout some interviews throughout the, uh, the show, how, how the, uh, the, their upbringing and how competitive he got and how he, he would show them and fuck them. He said a few times, I'll show you, uh, nothing nefarious so far, nothing know what the gift bags that I'm sure are going to come up in, in later episodes, nothing that, that talked about his dating life. Uh, they just, they're talking about the, when episode one ended talking about how the, uh, uh, they hadn't been the playoffs yet or they, they were going to playoffs with Don, with Don Mattingly and how they lost in uh, was they, they lost the 94 season, but the 95 uh, run with, with Don, Don Mattingly, they talked about, uh, well, just watch it. I, I quite enjoyed it. It's not, it's not as good as the uh, the, the Jordan one thus far, I think because I am such a, a Jeter guy. They haven't really told me anything. I didn't know as of yet. Um, if you, if you aren't a Jeter guy, still watch it if you're not a yankee guy still watch it you might learn something you might get in fiction for people who think that jeter's still overrated uh i don't understand that my friends like my new friends at craft root sports they uh great show if you guys get, get a chance to watch that they're also part of the belly up network they they aren't big uh jeter guys they make it known pretty much in every show that i've listened to there so far but the good show funny funny bunch of guys i quite quite like them anyways uh the jeter documentary the captain episode two goes tonight I'm going to watch that intently. Um, it's it's been great thus far. If you're a Yankee guy, you're going to be you're gonna watch it no matter what. Going to not gonna not 12. Uh, if you're a, not a a baseball guy, um you can still watch and, and learn a lot from one of the greatest leaders in sports history, uh, one of the best competitors in sports history. Um, it's been good, great thus far. Episode one was great. Like I said, don't let Deanne know that I, I've already watched episode one. I'll watch it again tonight then I'll let her know that I've already watched it when much we've already watched it or else she'll probably figure it out when it's probably, been, it'll say watch on the PBR or whatever. She'll get over it quick and, and we'll, uh, we'll have a laugh after the fact. I won't lie to her. I might, who knows, but uh, it's been good. Uh, Jeter, the captain. Uh, it's crazy to uh, believe it's already been gone for since 2014. Say gone like he's dead, but uh, since 2014, it's gone pretty quick. Um, the Yankees haven't had any success uh, without them yet they got a good good uh, run going here they're down 2-1 to the no good cheating astros here uh right now but you never know uh the 1420 sports podcast sports bar podcast foul tips the all baseball edition brought to you by fans edge and fans click on our links for all your yankee gear for all your fan gear whatever sports you want they got everything on there they're a subsidiary of fanatics like i said before so don't don't go shopping on uh fanatics Go to FansEdge and FansEdge.com. they got everything you possibly need. they got all kinds of Jeter stuff. I saw that yesterday. That's really smart advertising by them. They have a link that goes right to the Jeter stuff when the Jeter documentary is on. So that's a smart thing that they got going on. So they got autograph stuff for every every sport you want. Uh, very good. Derek Jeter, the captain, let me know on, on our uh, Twitter account what you think of the Jeter documentary thus far. Um said Jeter a thousand times, my god. Let, let let us know what you think of the show so far. We'll compare notes after episode two, and we can talk about that on shows on uh, shows in the later dates. We like the, the fan interaction on the 1420 sports bar podcast and foul tips. The Rick Award is something that Dave Van Robes, my co host on the 1420 Sports Bar podcast, dreamt up about a year ago. It's to uh celebrate the uh greatest, most electric ball player in baseball, Major League Baseball history, Ricky Henderson. The man could do it all, and he'd tell you how great he was all the time. Ricky Ricky liked him from Ricky. But anyways, this week's uh, two nominees are a couple of guys uh, that play, well, one doesn't anymore, that play uh, Summerwood Baseball, Summerwood, uh, Summer Collegiate Wood, wood Bat Baseball. Uh, one guy's in the Northwoods League. One guy was in the West Coast League. Um, I know one guy a little bit. Uh had the pleasure of umpiring him. Uh the other guy I just happened I, I, I'm a baseball dork, like I said. Uh scouring the internet and uh clips and this and that and see how who had a big night going on. We we talk a lot about uh big leaguers and minor leaguers per se, but we we don't get don't get into the guys uh grinding it out on the buses and everything else, uh, throughout these wood bat leagues and uh, in, into college baseball and everything else. So my first uh nominee this week. For the Rick Award, the coveted Rick Award, is Peyton Powell of the Duluth Huskies of the the North Woods League. Uh, He had himself a five-for-five night with two RBIs versus the Mankato Moondogs, or Mankato Moondogs, I should say. Uh, Waco, Texas native. He's hitting a cool 319 with 15 RBIs and four stolen bases. Uh, Rick would like a little bit more out of you, uh, Peyton. But anyways, Peyton Powell, uh, University of Texas, uh, like I said, a, a Waco, Texas alumni. I got a funny, wait, what's Waco stand for? We ain't coming out. It's it's whatever. For those of you, my vintage and a little bit old, you'll understand that joke. But anyways, Peyton Powell, congratulations on your nomination for the Covered Rick Award. Uh, keep going. Keep, uh, get a few more stolen bases. We'll get you back on the, uh, maybe we'll have you on the show. So Peyton Powell, you're there. The second guy uh, nominee was playing for, uh, he played for the Leopards Bulls last year. Uh, the COVID rules, the COVID league. He was supposed to be playing for the Kamloops North Paws in the West Coast League, but he stayed home and played for the Lethbridge Bulls. Uh, then he played the UBC Thunderbirds this past season. Uh, Ty Penner uh, played for the um, Vauxhall Jets Academy, played a little bit of uh, Lethbridge Elks. He's a local kid. He threw out the first pitch of the Bulls game last night, the ceremonial first pitch, because he got some good news. I believe it was Tuesday night. He signed his first pro contract. With the Philadelphia Phillies, he's heading down south next week to uh, start his journey in, into professional baseball. Once your foot's in, you never know where, where you're to end up. But Ty Penner, um, big kid, nice kid. He's our second nominee for the uh, the Rick Award. Um, can hit the ball, never know. Don't know what position he's going to play. Uh, I, th- I, I see him more of a great big third baseman. Got a good arm on him. Uh, I see him hitting the ball. And not as much the DH kind of a guy, but you never know um ty congratulations but anyways congrats more so on being a nominee for the coveted rick award and your first professional contract out of uh different sources man you never know if you keep playing long enough you you come to the west coast league or the, the w uh wcbl the northwoods league or whatever make sure you guys check out these leagues they're uh they're fun to watch they're uh, quite entertaining. The Yankees just tied her up, so that's the most important thing of the night. But anyways, the Rick Award—we got our two nominees: Peyton Powell from the Duluth Husky and Ty Penner, recently signed by the Philadelphia Phillies. Congratulations, boys! We'll get those up on Twitter later on today. We'll get some votes, and we'll see what's going on with the cover Rick Award. Do, Adam, the of all time. Second half is uh, underway today. The Yankees just lost uh, three to two in the ninth inning doesn't much matter i don't think well it matters every game matters obviously so they wouldn't fucking play them but anyways um let's do our who i think's going to probably win the divisions going through uh you put your locks on bodog bodog.au there's probably some futures bet somewhere on there and if you got money you can pretty much bet on anything so let's do the uh Brent's bet of the week i guess on bodog to uh so let's see who's going to win the divisions uh heading out to the uh end of the regular season where, man, all of a sudden, where the end of July It's getting to. It's getting to us so quick. Let's do the three locks right off the bat. Uh, The Yankees are going to win the AL East. They got a, well, 13-game, a 12-and-a-half-game lead now with the loss today to the Astros. But I think that one's a lock for sure. You have the Houston Astros. They got a nine-game lead on Seattle. Really hot. Seattle's won 14 in a row. But I cannot see the Houston Astros blowing a – uh a nine-game lead. They're really good. Seattle's bound to cool off. I did pick them to win the division back in our Major League pre, uh, Baseball preview show back in 1st of April, end of March, whatever, me and Dave did that on the 1420 Sports Podcast. Uh, so I got Houston uh, winning the division outright. I, I can't see them blowing that lead, like I said. And then you go to the National League, perennial powerhouse, the new uh, the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers have a 10-game lead over San Diego. They might take a little bit of a dip because when those teams play each other, they're going to start beating each other up. Uh 10 games is an insurmountable belief. The Dodgers will be winning, what ninth, uh ninth division title in a row at the very least, I'm thinking. So you got Dodgers, you have the Yankees, and you have the Astros winning those ones outright. I can't see that changing at all. Um, you go the National League. I'm gonna go with the Mets winning that division. They have Scherzer back. They're uh DeGrom had a bit of a setback in his rehab assignment, but he'll be back. Uh Probably the best trade uh, deadline acquisition you could possibly get is Jacob DeGrand coming back. And then you there's uh the big, the big fish out there is uh Soto. And the rumor has it he wants to go to the Mets and shove it right up to the Washington uh Nationals asses in the division. I don't know if they'll we'll, we'll trade in division what kind of assets the Mets want to give up to get a guy, but you get hit, you get Soto for three playoffs, uh years if you don't lock them up long term which you don't really have to get rid of some assets who cares uh like we said before prospects are cool but rings are cooler uh does cone go out and get Soto to bolster the mets uh, offense i can't see why he wouldn't i i'm gonna say that the mets are gonna uh, hold off atlanta they got a two and a half game lead so i'm gonna go with the mets winning that one hate to say the crosstown rivals we're gonna see them me and Deanne, are going to new york for her 40th birthday, probably going to kill me once again for lying to her about the Jeter thing. And now uh, saying her age on air, but whatever, we're going down to a Billy Joel concert, catch a Yankee game. And then we're going to go to the Subway Series as well. So see them. And then in the National League Central, I'm going to go just because this history always seems to repeat itself. I'm going to go to St. Louis Cardinals for no other reason. Baseball Town, USA and everything else. I'm going to go with the Cardinals they got a half game. They're half game out right now. Percentage points behind the Milwaukee Brewers. That's another state I want to get to one day is, is is all those ones in the National League Central. I've only been to uh, Wrigley Field in Chicago. But I'm going to go with the, the St. Louis Cardinals winning that division just with history. Uh, that's what I got. And then in the American League Central, I'm going to say that Cleveland isn't going to Cleveland like my friend from uh, Fan of the Van podcast, Jim, always says uh, Cleveland's going to Cleveland. Not so much in baseball. They, they're uh, they're always there. but Minnesota just can't seem seem to get out of, out of their own way um, years and years. They are three and seven in their last ten. They got Detroit right now.. Um, I just for some reason, I want to say Cleveland's going to win that division. Um, Minnesota, they went and out, picked up uh, the strikeout King of the New York Yankees, Gary Sanchez for the Josh Donaldson uh, president, fan club fan club president Josh Donaldson. Um, I'm going to go with Cleveland winning, the net, winning that division. Chicago and Tony La Russa, they're just too far out. The division isn't strong. I don't know the uh, the ins and outs of who plays who, but I'm going to go Cleveland to win that division. So your Bodog uh, bets of the uh, of the week, Brent's Bowdogs of the week, we'll find it. it's on our social media account. You got the Yankees, Cleveland, Houston in the American League. In the National League, you got the Mets. St. Louis and the Dodgers win the divisions outright. Put down some money. Uh, fill your pockets at bulldog.au and uh, let me know how my, my picks or Maybe I'll go put down 10 bucks myself and try to pad my pockets per se. Anyways, thanks for joining us on the 1420 Sports Pod- Podcast, uh, Foul Tips Edition. We uh, always appreciate the likes, retweets, listens, everything we get. Uh, remember, we're on Belly Up Sports. There's some uh, exciting news coming up in the Belly, Belly Up Sports Network. Uh, it's a little bit, a bit of a bellyache right now a lot of things going on here at world headquarters but uh, we're trudging through we got some good news from manscape last week thanks uh, for supporting all our sponsors and putting a couple bucks in our pockets because it allows us to keep putting content out there for you so 1420 sports podcast foul tips edition and remember everybody smart people fun